One of the scribes came near and heard Jesus and the Sadducees disputing with one another. And seeing that Jesus answered them well, he asked Jesus, Which commandment is first of all? Jesus answered him, The first is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to Jesus, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that God is one, and besides God there is no other. And to love God with all the heart and with the understanding and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself, This is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that the man answered wisely, Jesus said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be seated, please. Let's pray together, please. On this All Saints Sunday, as we recognize that it is our turn, our turn, to be your saints in this world, may this worship, may this table, may the word that you give through your spirit, even in this moment, nurture us and prepare us to be the boys and girls, the men and women of faith that you are calling us to be even now in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Maybe you've heard already that I'm preaching a political sermon today. I've worn my red, white, and blue tie just to show I'm, I'm here and I'm an American and I am proud of that. And on this Sunday before the election, I recognize that our nation is anxious. We're anxious about who will be elected, and we're anxious about the future of our country. On this Sunday, it seems to me important for the church to hear a word of calling, to bear the unequivocal witness to the center God, to raise our national sight, if you will, to something that is less partisan and more profound and objective, to something that's less geographically bound and something that's more global in orientation, something that's less temporal and more eternal, something less isolated and more inclusive. These are anxious times. And when we throw into the mix the devastation wrought by Hurricane Sandy, and were we to tell stories in this room even now of the heartaches that you've brought into this space this morning, we would recognize 
We all need, individually and as a people, a word. A word that will center us and reorient us and return us to the path. Here is the word. Alleluia. Or in English, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord is a celebration of the great and mysterious unifying love that holds all this world together. It's a joyous naming of this God who has been our help in ages past and our hope for years to come. I'm aware that if you're visiting with us this morning, praise the Lord may seem like a rather superficial answer. You don't know me. You don't know us. You may think we use the word praise the Lord, uh, the phrase praise the Lord, much like other people will say, oh, heavens to Betsy, or thank my lucky stars, or any other kind of throwaway line. Hardly. To say praise the Lord says that what ultimately we believe makes this world right is the God revealed in Jesus as a loving purpose and loving, welcoming, reconciling intention. And I want us as Highland, and I hope for our churches around this city and around this country, that we find this to be true today and know that it will be true on Wednesday, whether Barack Obama or Mitt Romney are elected to be our president. It's true. The psalmist reminds us, don't place your ultimate trust in princes or politicians. They have a role. We're grateful when they play their role faithfully. But as the psalmist reminds us, when their breath departs, they return to the earth and their plans perish on that day. So to us, win or lose, we center ourselves in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Say it with me. Praise the Lord. It's true after the storm as it was before the storm. Jesus reminds us that God is not the storm creator, but the storm beater. God is our center. Say it with me. Praise the Lord. It's true within the metaphorical storms of our life. It will be true after these storms pass. Say it with me. Praise the Lord. On this All Saints Sunday, when we have that sense that the line and the space between here and there, now and then, becomes very thin, I wonder, what would those who have a clearer vision than we can have, what would those who have gone on before us, what would they tell us from their particular vantage point? One day a scribe came to Jesus and asked him, what is the greatest commandment? What's most important? What do we orient ourselves by? This is a question that comes up in Matthew and Mark and Luke. 
But Mark, who is usually the briefest of gospelers, actually has a little more than Matthew and Luke. In Mark, Jesus says, the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. And then he goes on to say, you will love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all your strength. And the second commandment is like it. You shall love your neighbors, you love yourself. These commandments, there is no higher. The scribe who came to Jesus, apparently not to trap him, but out of genuine interest, responds by saying, you are exactly right. That is exactly what I think. That God really is one and that there is no other. And so to love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as you love yourself, well, that's better than any whole burnt offering or sacrifice that anyone could make because God is one. And we are one people. I love that scene because Jesus and the scribe in some ways represent um, different candidates, different options, and yet here they stand Together, they agree the sacred one, God, has but one people. And the sacred is only sacred when it results in seeing our neighbors as sacred. The second commandment, to love your neighbor as yourself, is how we make the first commandment to love God, is how we make it visible, how we make it tangible and believable. To say praise the Lord is to center our lives on this God who is revealed in being loved and being revealed in love in our love to others. That's God. There is no other God. And our calling as the saints of God are to say is to say yes to this way. Yes to this way. Which means saying no to every other way that would divide us. That would have us focusing on keeping up with the Joneses or hoarding everything for ourselves. We say no to that way in order to say praise the Lord. Would you say it with me? Praise the Lord. Yesterday I visited with a man who was in a very dark place. He was convinced that the people of New York City in 12 days were going to turn into zombies if they don't get food. He was convinced that people shoot aluminum up into the ozone as a way to punch holes into the atmosphere's ozone. He was convinced of lots of conspiracy theories, and he had essentially given up. A smart man, a very smart man. But he lost his center. He lost his center when someone began to talk to him about all these conspiracy theories, and then showed him on YouTube a 
a video of somebody being uh, having their throat cut slowly, their head chopped off. And he lost it. And I said to him, I don't have time to argue with you about all the details. I don't believe most of the conspiracy theories that you have described are true. But that's why we need you to join the work of love, God's work. We don't need you to give up. We don't need you to go over. We need you to be who you are, centered in God. And then I quoted to him the words of Desmond Tutu, that goodness is stronger than evil, love is stronger than hate, light is stronger than darkness, life is stronger than death, and we will have the victory. And it was as if I had taken a bucket of cold water and poured it over his head. He woke up. And it was as if I could watch his body and his spirit center again. And this man was sick. But I want to suggest to us this morning that on this Sunday before the election, the, church, the world needs the church to have that word of hope, that centering word that can call back people up again, wake them up from despair, depression, disgust, fear, all the things that half of the country is going to feel come Wednesday or whenever we find out who is elected to be our president, they're going to need you, church, saints of God, to say with your words and with your life, praise the Lord. Would you say it with me? Praise the Lord. Whether you're candidate won or lost, this nation needs you to remain centered in God. As the scribe agreed with Jesus to make God one, to make God visible by your love to your neighbor. It's the hope of the world. Annie Lamott is an author who wrote a book called Operating Instructions after she, as a single mother, had her first child. She wrote, last night I decided that it was totally nuts to believe in Christ. Then, something amazing happened to me. A man from the church was at our front door, smiling and waving to Sam and me, and I went to let him in, a white man, Gordon, 50-ish, married to the associate pastor of our church, We exchanged some pleasantries, and then he said to me, Margaret and I wanted to do something for you and the baby. What if a fairy appeared at your doorstep and offered to do any favor for you at all, anything around the house that you are too exhausted to do and too ashamed to ask for help with? I can't even say it, I said. It's too horrible. 
But he finally convinced me to tell him, and I said it would be to clean the bathroom. And he ended up spending an hour scrubbing our bathtub and toilet and sink with Ajax and lots and lots of hot water. And I sat on the couch while he worked, the TV on, feeling vaguely guilty, nursing Sam to sleep. But it made me sure of Christ again. It made me sure of Christ again, of that kind of love. This, a man scrubbing a new mother's bathtub, is what Jesus means to me. As my priest once said, spare me the earnest Christians. We need people centered in God who will love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and let it be lived out in loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. We come to this table to be centered again in God, revealed in Jesus. We come to this table to find that balance and ballast that will keep us come Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever centered in God so that no matter what happens, you and I and all of the people of God can say, praise the Lord. Let's pray together. Take these words now, O God, and let your word anchor us into this coming week and into whatever the future holds for us, we believe, because of Jesus Christ, that you are not done. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so.